0: Hello, everybody. This is Gerald Salenti. Oh, what a day today, November 9th, 2022, the day after the midterm elections. And we are so fortunate, and I mean this with all my heart, my soul, to have with us Judge Andrew Napolitano, who has an analysis of the political system that we have and how it relates to what this country was founded upon and what the political systems become. And following last night's midterm election, and he wrote this article before the election, it nails it perfectly how low this country has sunk and the skunks that have destroyed our liberty, our peace and our freedom. Judge Napolitano, thank you so much for being here today.
1: Uh, Gerald, it's a pleasure to be with you, my dear friend. No matter what we're talking about, it's always a pleasure.
0: You, you wrote this article, Republicans and the Growth of Government. And the big deal yesterday in the midterm elections was that there was going to be a, uh, a reversal of the ruling party that was in charge, and there was going to be a big change coming about. And the Republicans were going to be taking control of, well, not only the Senate, but also the House. And I want to read to you the headline article in CNN before the polls closed yesterday. So it was yesterday evening. Exit polls. Inflation is number is issue number one. Live updates. Voters are broadly unhappy with the state of the nation and hold largely negative views of Biden. Preliminary exit polls show. That didn't happen. So you wrote this article about the Republicans and and I said the same thing. The cover of the Trends Journal says it the same. You know vote for the person you hate the least or something like you know it's it, it, it right. no, no matter who wins we, we got the military industrial complex wins we go to war yes and and we had no connection in writing what we did with the cover what you wrote with this article so
1: please explain we, and tell the
0: people but well, we
1: must have a we must have a telepathic connection because we agree <laughs> on everything from tomato sauce to espresso <laughs> 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 two of the so, most important so,
0: things in life,
1: right, right, right. But but fundamentally, we agree that uh, democracy does not protect freedom; it enables the government to repress our freedom, to confiscate our wealth, and redistribute our wealth. And Republicans are as complicit as this in this as Democrats. My piece argues that we don't have two political parties in this country; we have one party. It's the big government party. Yep, it has a Republican wing that likes war and taxes and borrowing and corporate welfare, and the Democratic wing that likes war and taxes and borrowing and individual welfare. Together, they have written laws that um, frustrate any type of third or fourth party from having ballot uh, access to compete with them, and their greatest goals are to share power Uh, two years you're in power, two years we're in power, but we'll scratch each other's uh, backs. Uh, Thomas Jefferson, who I loved, Alexander Hamilton, who had I been around at the time would have been a fierce opponent of, agreed on one thing in their lives publicly. and That is when the public treasury becomes a public trough, the public will send to the seat of government only those who'll bring back as much of the pie as they can and that's where we are today and it happens on local state and federal level so since woodrow wilson borrowed 30 billion dollars to finance world war one 30 billion that we still owe back and on which we've paid 15 billion in interest charges this is <laughs> unbelievable only the federal government could pay a 50 percent five zero interest rate. since then the big government party republicans and democrats have borrowed and spent $31 trillion more than they've collected in taxes. This is the debt with which they've saddled us. When Republicans are in, their spending goes to the military-industrial complex and to other Republican uh, favorites. When the Democrats are in, their spending goes to grab-bag uh, giveaways and Democratic presidents, but uh, 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 favorites. But under both parties, the government continues to grow, taxes go up, debt grows, liberty is repressed, wealth is redistributed. It doesn't matter which one of them is in power. That's the thesis of the piece that I wrote. And the public will now see that. It appears today, the day after election day, that the Democrats will keep the Senate, the Republicans will very narrowly, not by the huge margins they had boasted they were going to get, but very narrowly keep the House. You're not going to see any reduction in spending or a reduction in the repression of liberty whatsoever. You're going to see it just as bad.
0: You know, you, you you know, talking about war, you know, there was, there was virtually no debate going on between either party
1: about the Ukraine war. You're exactly right. You and I, just two of us talked more about Ukraine than Republican candidates running for the Senate or running uh, for the House.
0: Combined. And I gotta
1: tell you, yesterday, our mutual friend, Colonel Douglas McGregor, uh, revealed on my podcast that his sources told him that when Jake Sullivan, the president's national security advisor, was speaking to his uh, Russian counterpart, he threatened him and basically said, we have 40,000 troops in Poland and there are 50,000 Polish troops. Uh, here's a couple of red lines. <laughs> Go over those red lines and you're going to meet our troops. What? That's what know, That guy, writer. Jake
0: Sullivan, boy, he looks like he could be the great grandson of, of Goebbels.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel sorry for him. He does look that way. He's a Hillary uh, Clinton hack. I know. An, oh, an who arrogant. Came, guy. That, who came that close to getting indicted in the Hillary Clinton uh, email uh, scandals, during which, of course, nobody was indicted. Yeah. Now he's got this powerful job with Biden. If Biden sent him to threaten Putin, then Biden is crazier than we thought. If this kid, and he's a young man, went there on his own to threaten Putin, and the Secretary of Defense and Secretary of State didn't know about it, well, then he's a rogue actor who's going to drag us into World War III. Either way, if what Doug McGregor reported is accurate, it's 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 horrific. But to your point, nobody debates. War and peace. None. Going to spread democracy. War does not spread democracy. It spreads killing. That's what war does. It kills. You didn't hear that debated in America in the past two months. No.
0: And, you know, they had this line, you know, God bless America. I was driving up to Lenox, Mass. The other day and a person had one out on their lawn. What God blesses war. No, God, what? no, war. God does not bless America if America blesses war. Right. I mean, you know, the hypocrisy of this. And again, it was never, never, never a, a issue in this midterm election with the people of running for Congress, you know, the Senate. And, you know, you go on to say over here about this, this, say, this is the same Republican Party that gave us the Department of Education, and it's 4,400 bureaucrats. The Department of Homeland Security, 240,000 federal cops. The, the National Security Agency, the NSA, 60,000 domestic spies. The CIA, 21,000 foreign spies and its secret war the FISA F-I-S-S-A court and its domestic surveillance and the wars in Iraq, Afghanistan and their 2 trillion dollar tab. By the way, I've heard bigger than 2 trillion dollars. And yeah. neither declared by Congress. In 110 years, the big the gov- big government party in Congress has spent 51 trillion more than the Feds have collected in tax dollars, which you mentioned before. When you look at the total debt, by the way, you know with Social Security and other things, the, oh. numbers, the numbers are up to about two hundred and twenty-six billion
1: dollars. The, the numbers trillion, are astronomical. Me, 20, twenty-six trillion. Trillion. Yeah. The numbers are the numbers are mind-boggling. Man, the way they've written these laws. Uh, it's it's nearly impossible to reverse them so the government collects between uh two and a half and three trillion a year 90 percent of that goes out immediately to the defense department and to the redistribution of wealth the government doesn't even have to vote on it the, each each congress binds uh its uh its future congress so there's really no stopping this unless you get a Congress full of Ron Paul's or or Thomas Massey's that are just willing to bite the bullet. And as more and more people, there are a lot of good people that work in the military-industrial complex, a lot of hardworking, blue-collar people that work for these industries. Uh, they would have to lose their jobs. Mom and pop on Social Security and Medicare, they would lose their income. I mean, it's they've it's it, it, it created a level of dependency, that would make it nearly impossible for there to be the political support to undo this. Only the collapse of the federal government would undo this.
0: You know, I have to tell you, I thought the, I call them the Democrats and the kids. I I thought they.
1: By the way, nobody comes up with these words better than you do. The other day, I heard you call Hillary Clinton Hitlery Clinton. I mean, I just don't think that way. All of a sudden, these words pop out of your mouth and they're hilarious.
0: Thank you. (laughs) You know, it it does, but it reflects who they are. You know, they're repulsive and they're crap. You know, And, and again, when you look at this system and what's happened, I really thought, by the way, that the Republicans would have gotten more, taken more seats in, in both Cong- in the Senate and, and the House. I yes. thought they would do better than they did. But then again, you look at the people that are running. It's, it's you know, which, am I going to vote for Donald Duck or Mickey Mouse?
1: There you go. There
0: you go. It's a clown show. Yeah. and I- And when you look at the whole situation, it's like you're, you, you were voting for somebody in high school for running for class president, and right. they haven't left. They haven't left high school, and we haven't left high school because it's the same. The principal is in charge. The teachers are in charge. You're not allowed to have any kind of thinking on your own. You have to, you have to obey exactly what they tell you, and you have to pass the test and give the answers that they tell you that you must give. We haven't right. gotten out of high school.
1: We have not gotten out of that. You're right. You're right. And the part and, of the problem in this country is, is the public school system uh, and that mentality, which does not encourage creative thinking, which encourages uh, obeisance to authority, which has guaranteed income, guaranteeing clients and no competition. Uh, that, that really, and this happens generation after generation after generation. What you just described, what. You and I went through 60 years ago. 60 uh, uh, is similar to what these kids uh, go through today. No creative thinking. Just do what we tell you to do. Yep. Think the way we tell you to think.
0: And and you you really name it properly when you say it's not a public school system. It's a government. School. Oh, they hate that.
1: I mean, I, I there's a a government high school, not far from here. And every once in a while, they ask me to speak there. And whenever I call it the government school system, I can, I can see the looks on the faces of the teachers and the administrators. Yeah. Like, oh, here we go again. Yeah. <laughs> the kids, the kids resonate to it. They know I'm, I'm speaking truthfully, yep. but their overlords don't want to hear it. No. Nope. And, you know, the thing is, too,
0: like when you're in high school, you know, I, I, I hated every day of school. I had nightmares. Honest to God, I had nightmares about school into my mid 40s. Wow. That's how much I hated it. I, you know, I ran away from kindergarten in the Bronx. I crossed the Boston Post Road at four and a half years old. And they, they took me out because they know I'd be dead, you know. And uh, so I hated every day of it. But, and in thinking of when you were in high school, you heard, you know, when you go to college, it really changes. It didn't change. It was just high school, you know, extended, you know, the same kind of stuff. You know, there's not that freedom of, of of being yourself. You know, so the whole system. Then, you know, going back to what you you wrote over here, and you, you begin it by saying about your libertarian friends. Let me see. Um, uh, most of my libertarian friends with whom... I've spoke recently are hoping for a Republican victory. I'm not so sure I agree with them. Former Representative Ron Paul, the living American I admire most, you know, I do too, by the way, and I've told him that to his face, is not sure either. He opined recently in an essay arguing that with the exception of blind opposition to all things, Joe Biden, thus slowing the pace of increased federal spending The Republicans are not much better than the Democrats. You said it perfectly, and I've said it to you many, many times, that you are the person that should be running for president of the United States, and that we need a third-party system to break up this corrupt gang, this mob that's in charge now. And this country is not going to change unless... That we have... This is America... That invades, what, how many 50 countries in the last, you know, 70 years bringing freedom and democracy? And we're controlled by a, by a, a crime syndicate, a one-party system with two names, and you nobody else is allowed to get in there? And right. we fight <laughs> and kill people all over the world for freedom and democracy when we don't have it right in front of our face. Here, there's an article we wrote in the Trends Journal... So I could get it, find it here. Oh, here we go. The, the journal came out yesterday. The bigs own two-party system. Billionaires spend record amount in twenty twenty-two midterms. All right. If you don't have a lot of money, if you're not a member of the gang, if you don't have a Soros or somebody else dumping dough into you, you don't have any right to run for any office. This is America bringing freedom and democracy all over the world, bombing the hell out of innocent people. When we don't have a a taste of freedom and democracy, it's controlled by a, a crime syndicate.
1: What you just said 20 years ago would have been considered a, an outlier. He's got a problem. Something's wrong with him. Today, we know that what you're saying is true. And there are many, many people who agree with us because with transparency, uh, the government's flaws and faults and wars and and warts and excesses become more uh, apparent. When I used to call the, the government a criminal gang, people would, you know, funny look like that. Now they laugh and they go, hey, you got a point. You got a yeah. point. I think I told you the local mayor who's a pig farmer is a decent human being. Got mad at me when I said, you know, I pay all these real estate taxes. How about you and the next town over compete with each other for my taxes? Whoever gives me the most services for the less amount, I'll pay them taxes. He said, I never heard of anything more communistic than that. Yeah, Communistic? It's called capitalistic competition. The government hates competition.
0: When you look at all the agencies and you mentioned some of them that the governments have put together, local, state, and federal, and all of the people that work for them, we pay them. Again, you know, I call them, I, I call them bureau craps. These are people that can't get a job in the real world in their profession. So they suck into the system. And they're the dumbest. And then they become the most arrogant. Yes. Where go, when They tell you, I'll tell you what to do. Don't you know who I am. I'm some clown that you pay. And I, you, I, you, I, I, we pay them for them to tell us what to do. So these are the people that go out to vote. They go out to vote to keep their jobs and to keep the system that they're in going because they don't want to go into the real world. Look what they did with with the, again, showing the mentality and stupidity of the people. How can anybody vote for like a witless Whitmere over there in, 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 in Michigan and, and a, a DeWine, where's he, he in Ohio. Ohio? All these people that locked down, locked down your, your states, made up, made up stupid laws you got to close at 10 o'clock at night i can't close at eleven 15 10 o'clock at night oh, oh and by the way when you go into a restaurant you wear a mask walking in but when you sit down you can take it off i mean these are the these are the bureaucrats that are running our lives and demand and we have to pay them and then we have to do what they tell us to do? America, we're spelling it wrong. A-M-E-R-I-K-A. Yes. Yes. We need you. You need we need the Libertarian Party to have you as the presidential candidate. And that and, and a or and a and a Tom Massey. This is if we don't, if we don't have that, we're just Uh, Again, look at this guy that won over there. And again, I couldn't stand either of them. The guy that won the the Senate seat in in, um, Pennsylvania. Fetterman. Look at the way this slob dresses. Look at the lack of dignity that he shows right in front of our face. That's how Mm -hmm. low America's gone. It's Fetterman
1: level. Right. And it worked. Listen, I'm not a fan of Oz. I know him from my years uh, at Fox. I think the Republicans made a mistake, but this was Trump's guy and he has or had his thumb on the uh, Republican uh, party. But Fetterman is, is about as far, he's farther to the left than Bernie Sanders. There's another Bernie Sanders in the Senate now, thanks to Trump fooling around with the Republican party and Pennsylvania, but back to where we started. They both would vote to increase the size of government and yeah. to increase spending. But you're right; he, his sloppiness, yep, must appeal to people because he he won. It's not even not even in doubt this morning. Again,
0: that is showing you how low America's gone. I go out, you know, we go out to find places, and and. You see, you see guys our age wearing baseball caps. Ugh. You know, and, and, and young people wearing baseball caps on backwards. What are you, what are you waiting for to catch his mitt on, mask on your face? What are you wearing? And then you look back at our parents' generation. You know, they're wearing Stetson hats, Borsellinos, everybody dressed fine. So Fetterman is a symbol of how low America's gone. The people yes. have lost their style, their grace, and and the culture, and it's going down in front of our eyes. Yes. Again, we need you, Judge. You know, and I, and I and I say this with all my heart because not because we're friends, we're paisanos, and that has nothing to do with it. It has to do with who you are, what you represent, what you speak about, what you know, and and how you are a true man of the passion, the spirit of the founding fathers and what this country was created for and how we've lost it. And no one knows the Constitution, the Bill of Rights and what it means and how we've lost it and how it should be returned to us uh, other than you. I remember when this whole COVID thing was going on and this arrogant guy who you knew in New York City that's a judge that forced... This guy, if, if they are going to let, let him out of jail or something, he had to get
1: vaccinated before. Yeah.
0: Remember yeah. that?
1: Yes, that, that judge is still my friend. We're actually having lunch uh, in a couple of weeks. Yes, I do remember that. And um, obviously I heard about it for criticizing him. I don't care. and I don't think he really cares. He's got a lifetime judgeship. But people do that. Rational people uh, robed, in this case, literally robed uh, with power, uh, look at the Constitution in such a screwy way that it doesn't mean what it says. They jump through hoops to find a way to, uh, to justify the government. On the other hand, <clears throat> just uh, two days ago, another federal judge uh, in New York invalidated about two-thirds of the new New York gun law because it directly, directly defied what the Supreme Court uh, wrote. So sometimes federal judges will save us, and sometimes they are yeah. enablers of the government.
0: But again, you know, it's a whole system. It's up to you got to vote for the, they're in the party. Yes. They're not for the people, yes. they're for the party. Yes. And it's, and, and, and we're not invited to the party. We're not invited, you're right. <laughs> Judge, Judge you, and thanks thanks so not, much. you and I have never been
1: invited, and we never will be, and we probably yeah. don't want to go. We just no. want them to leave us alone.
0: That's right. And, and wherever we've been, we've never been part of it, the system. So uh, you got to be part of the system to be into it. Judge, thanks so much for being on. And, oh, thank uh, you, Gerald.
1: Uh, one of the best conversations we've had. All the best to you
0: and all the best to you. See you next week.
1: You got it.